it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Shanti, everyone. Welcome to The Next Normal in collaboration with America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and we are still navigating our lives, and we will continue to do that, won't we? Whatever are the twists and the turns, the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs, so what? It's just life. You're going to have to move through it, but do you move through your life as if it's a novel You know, I was thinking actually, during the pandemic, I've been kind of having a little bit of a fantasy. There's some people who act a particular role and they just express something else that they're not. And I was thinking to myself the other day, if I were to be something other than Sister Jenna, what would that be? Would you believe for the life of me, I couldn't figure that out? (laughs) It's just like you get so attached to a particular role that you don't even dream anymore. One of the beautiful things about reading great books, you enter into the portal of the author and you start dreaming. Our next special guest is a returning guest to America Meditating Radio, but first time on Next Normal. And yesterday we had a really heart-to-heart conversation because 
I just felt like calling her and talking to her and seeing how she was doing as we were juxtaposing our schedule. So let me share a little bit about who we're about to have our heart to heart. Marianne Redini Spencer is the founder of the Redini Entertainment Corporation. As company president of the award-winning PR, marketing, multimedia, and TV and film production company, she's committed to creating, writing, producing, and promoting content that entertains, inspires, educates, and uplifts. Marianne has produced numerous movies and series for television. She is celebrated for co-producing and writing the teleplay for the Hallmark Hall of Fame movie, The Lost Valentine. She's the creator, writer, producer, and host of the Telly Award-winning Healthy Living Cooking Series, Cookbooks and Blogs, Simply Delicious Living. And she's also an award-winning author. Marianne's latest release, which we will talk about today, is titled Secrets of Grace Manor, a Kate Grace novel. Please welcome the beautiful, amazing Marianne Redini Spencer. Marianne, thank you for joining us on the show today. Sure, it's so nice to be here. Sure is. It brings back memories. And I think that the last year and a half has been one of a much more deeper awakening for you. Would you be open enough to share what it's been like for you? Sure. I went through a lot of changes just before COVID. And during COVID, or two weeks before it broke on the news, I moved into a new house. I had changes in my personal life. I'm no longer in that relationship. And I'm in a new neighborhood, <laughs> different part of town, and COVID hit, and I'm stuck in my house by myself. And it was very interesting. And it was an incredible experience because it gave me the time to think and process a lot. And I also could create a new space for myself, decorating it how I wanted to do it. I was able to go out and go thrift shopping with my mask on, <laughs> so I did a little bit of that. I got to explore some other creativity. I started cooking in a new kitchen. So all this new energy was coming in, and uh, in a way, now it's like this is my little haven. I created something that I needed. I needed to feel safe and calm, and I did. Because what I went through was very tumultuous, a lot of changes where I was living. I didn't know where I was going to be living. I have my own business, but clients changed. So there was a lot of changes going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to be doing? And I probably drove my real estate agent bonkers because I looked at a million different places. But as soon as I walked in to this place, I'm like, this is it. And I felt at home. It felt very happy, the energy for me. And I knew that I had to feel happy and safe because I was going through so much. And then two weeks later, the world went in crisis. And I think even being by myself, learning to do Zoom like everybody <laughs> and reaching out to friends and family through Zoom on a different coast because no one was able to travel, that was really vital, keeping that connection. I have to tell you that I went through something similar too with relocating and I remembered there's that feeling you get when you look at that house or look at the driveway, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you really felt like it was home yeah. and moving in a new space right before COVID or during the pandemic and being by yourself, were there ever 
moments in which you really felt like pulling your hair out, like, where do I go? What do I do? Where do I sit? How often do I go into the refrigerator and look and there's the same food that's in there? <laughs> you know, um, yes. I have to say the first month or two, I'm like, what's happening? Where am I? You know, in terms of the world, I've always felt comfortable in the house because I had my little things that made me comfortable, my comfortable sofa. You know, or I created that space that I knew I needed, and I did it quickly. I was unpacked, and all the pictures were up in a weekend. <laughs> because I'm like, there's too much turmoil. I need to have my space where I feel comfortable. So I did. And I think for me, and I know we talked about this, I was watching the news 24-7. Bad. It's okay to get the news. It's important to know what's going on. But what was happening, it was almost like I was in a vacuum of stress, anxiety, and confusion. And when I turned it off and also stopped looking at social media so much, I'm like, oh, I kind of like this feeling, you know, and I was able to get back into my writing because the first month or two, I couldn't write. And I was working on my novel and I had a deadline. I wanted to get it done to the editor by a certain time. So when I did that, and calmed myself and was able to sit and write, put myself on a schedule where I made sure that I was walking every morning. I lived by a park. There were people walking, but it's not a busy place. So I was able to walk, kind of listen to the birds, look at the pretty trees, <laughs> you know, get into nature and just be me. And I think basically I'm pretty happy and an optimistic person. I definitely am empathetic. So I grounded myself. Beautiful. Congrats. So what was it that started you on the pathway of storytelling? Some of us are so good at telling stories and some of us are really awful. But I have found that for me, I learned so quickly through stories. I learned a lot about myself through stories. I even learned a lot about other people by listening to stories. Was there a trigger that went off for you, you when know, you were younger, like it popped and you went, I need to tell stories? I remember... When I was nine years old, I was in the driveway with my friends and we were playing and they were like, we're going to get married and have 3.2 children and this and that. And I'm like, well, I know that I'm going to move to Hollywood and get married much later <laughs> and make movies. And they're like, what? Because I'm from the East Coast. And they're like, where did that come from? And I ended up doing that. I studied communications and what have you. And I knew that I always wanted to write novels, but I didn't. It was such a process. I worked for the school newspaper, and I was also a journalist early on in my career, and I did work for CNN as a producer writer, but journalism, not creative writing, even though I always knew and would tell people I want to write cookbooks, I want to write novels and movies, but that didn't happen until a lot later because I kind of had to learn the process and learn how, and it was overwhelming for me to even think, well, how can I write a book? You know, that's a lot of pages. How's that going to happen? <laughs> like, what am I going to write about? Do I have that much to say? So I started with movies and TV shows, and I told other people's stories and helped them get their stories off the ground until that became like, why am I telling everyone else's story but my story? <laughs> and it's a lot of work, and it, sometimes they don't get off the ground, and you put a lot of time and effort in. And so The Lost Valentine was actually one of the first movies I wrote, and I was very fortunate to have CBS and Hallmark Hall of Fame pick it up and Betty White play the lead. How great is that? And so after that, I wrote a number of other movies and started writing novels. I 
started writing Lady in the Window, my first novel, and then I put it down. First the title came to me, and then the story. But once I made up my mind and understood that I can construct a novel like I do my movies, then I thought, oh, okay, now I can really do it. I have a blueprint. When I was writing that novel, all the other books started coming to me. So whenever I'm writing something, something else comes to me. And I keep a journal of other ideas because I have a lot of other ideas I want to tell, which aren't necessarily Kate Grace novels. And I also find ideas looking at art, listening to music. A lot comes to me when I'm driving long distances. But I always knew that I wanted to tell stories and I just remember I tied that to when I was a child and maybe even playing with dolls. I'd give them lines to say. <laughs> just your destiny. You just had to take us into a world of fantasy. You just mentioned that you had a blueprint. What if somebody's thinking of also going into writing movies or a novel? Are there some steps that you could offer them? Absolutely. I can definitely do that. Someone gave me the book, The Lost Valentine, and said, this is your kind of thing. You could like really write this. They knew I wanted to write scripts, but I hadn't really written it. And I looked at it and I read it and I loved it. And I go, yeah, I really like this. So, okay, I need to have it in script form to pitch it. So basically what I did, I read Sid Field books. Sid Field is a very famous writer of books on how to write screenplays. Ken Achity wrote a book called A Writer's Time, which was very helpful. And in movies, there's acts, and then there's a certain number of scenes per act. And when you start reading scripts, which are available, many scripts you can read online. And I used to have to do that a lot when I worked for the studios, because we had to do synopsis and summaries. So I would read scripts and read anything you get your hands on. But I took the outline that I use for script writing, and I can give that to you. I can give that to anyone, because what it is, it's just numbers. But the hard part is sitting down and going through and going back and forth because that outline I play with for a long time. I want to get a basic outline so I know what's happening. And then I will sit down to write when I feel comfortable, like this is a good outline. And the outline can change. And it's one line per scene. And then you just feel it. Once you start writing, the character voices start coming to you. You do your research before you do that. But Things happen when you put two or three hours aside and you know that you don't have to write the whole thing in one sitting, maybe five pages, that's it. And when you sit and it, put music on, candle, whatever you have to do to get to sit at the desk and just kind of like, okay, this is going to happen now in this scene. And then you just get into it. I see it like I'm watching a movie. I love that. And sometimes I hear things and it's like, wow, that's interesting. Or a character will say something that cracks me up. It's kind of weird, but you get into that moment and you just see it and you kind of yeah. feel it. And you know, when you're writing, you want to experience it. And because I'm so visual and I'm so movie oriented, I want to see it. I want to read it. And with novels, it's great because you can go into the character. You can go into what they're thinking, what their history is. You can't do that in a movie. When you write a screenplay, it's like a few lines of where you are, what time period it is or something. And then it's you have to read between the lines. You're telling things not overtly, but you're doing it with dialogue. With yeah. this, you can really go and describe it in such detail. Would you say that you're an introvert or an extrovert? Because I know that introverts tend to be so super creative. A little bit of both. 
Okay. I don't know. I think I am an introvert, but I love people. And I found that I do have a very high level of creativity, but I haven't channeled my creativity to writing, to music. But during the pandemic, Marianne, I've been wanting to, you know. Now, sure. you've got this new book out, The Secret mm-hmm. of Grace Manor, a Kate Grace novel. Where did that come from? Did that come from during the pandemic or were you working on that before? I had the idea for it while I was writing The Paradise Table, which is the second book in that series. I got the title and with my next book, I got the cover. I was dreaming and I woke up and I saw the cover. (laughs) So it was wild. But when I was writing The Paradise Table, that idea came to me and something happened in childhood where we were told something in my growing up. But I knew that I wanted to write about tolerance, understanding, people who had been put in situations in life that they had to overcome because of prejudice and things like that. I knew I wanted to write about that theme. I say that I write things that educate, uplift, but I also love the idea because these books take place partly in Hawaiian Islands. And I love the meaning of aloha and what that means and how to express love and compassion and understanding and realizing that we're all part of the human ohana, the race of humans, and we need to treat each other with love and respect and kindness. And I thought, I need to write about intolerance and try to understand what is going on in that situation. So I said, Kate lives in the present day, but I said something in the 19th century, in the 1800s, And about a relative, she uncovers a secret. And the mystery comes out of that. And it comes out of hiding things and escaping, getting married to someone you shouldn't necessarily be married to because of the caste system. And then people hiding their religion because of intolerance. And, you know, all these things, that's how I tackled that particular theme. But I took that kernel of finding out about a relative based on my parents. My mom always said the Irish side of my family, that we were related to lords and ladies in Ireland. And it used to crack everyone up, especially my dad. But my brother did an ancestry and he hired a genealogist and we traced my mother's line back to the year 200. So we know lots about our relatives. And I thought, that's a cool idea for a book. You know, I went to a program at the White House It was at the time of Barack Obama's tenure, and they had released the remake of Roots, and LeVar Burton, Valerie Jarrett, everybody was there, Mm -hmm. and we got a gift of a kit called 23andMe, and what had happened was that the director had done the kit of the genetics testing, Mm. and it turned out that he was related to LeVar. So then he was saying, wow. you know, why do we even have any of this racial tension? Because you might not know this, but in through your bloodline, you could be connected to somebody that you are hating the most. It could be Absolutely. a black guy. Hated. Yeah, I've yeah. known people that find out the most amazing things through that. And it does open your eyes. And well, it does for my character, but it did for me in real life. And it is a cool thing to see where you come from and how you got there. Exactly. And I think we need to realize that there is a thread that we're all connected to. There's a source that we're all connected to. So there has to be 
somehow, some way that we awaken to that connectivity and stop being so divided. Here's what we do. You mentioned about the Aloha spirit. Do you remember a few years ago, you and I were just really into the need to present a bill to Congress called the American Spirit Bill, where it would be like this law where you've just got to give respect to another person. And if you don't give respect, you should be arrested. Exactly. <laughs> remember and it, that project that we worked on? Absolutely. And I remember we were talking about how in Hawaii they have the Aloha Spirit Law. It was actually adopted into the state statute. It's amazing because even if you don't agree, you should be respectful. And all this craziness that can happen, that has been happening, we really need to listen to different people and different viewpoints. But I think pointing to the fact that all of us have to live on this planet. All of us have certain rights and we deserve to be treated with certain rights and respect. And we really have to treat others like we would want to because what goes around comes around. And when you create, like the Hawaiians, they say, when you live aloha and you live in the spirit, it uplifts the mana, the spirit of the planet. And I think you and I totally got on board with that. Definitely resonated with that. For those of you who are watching today and listening to this show, I would really like you to keep in touch with us because I think with the current administration, it would be a perfect time to reintroduce the American Spirit Bill. And I think we have a website or the change.org or something like that we had put together. We definitely but have a Facebook page. Yeah, we're going to have to revisit this. I yeah. think it's really important. We do have a Facebook page called America Spirit Bill. Mm-hmm. And you must look for either myself or Marianne. If you don't see mm-hmm. that, that's not the book. That's not the page. Right. So okay. try to connect with that. Let's go back a little bit to the book. Was there a particular chapter in the book that really sparked your excitement? You know, I loved writing about the 19th century, the 1800s. It came so easy to me, writing about that time period and the way people were and just visualizing England and Ireland. And I love that about it and what the characters were going through because the two young people were victims of all the prejudice and everything they had to live through. And then something else happens, this mystery. I don't want to give things away, but I actually wrote two or three of the scenes of the book just before I sent it to the publisher. I was going to send it off and I had these dreams and I'm like, oh, got to put that in the book. Like almost like, Marianne, you're forgetting something. And it happened like a couple of nights in a row. And I'm like, okay, that, yeah, I can see where I need to put that in there, you know, because it makes sense. So it's so funny when you write a book. At first, you know, you're kind of, oh, I have to sit down and write this thing. And you have to make yourself do it. And then when you're doing it, you kind of get into it. And then you really, if you allow it, stuff comes to you in the strangest places and out of the blue. And It's really cool because you can create that world. And I do like writing for that because you can go anywhere. Was there any part in the book that, as prophetic as it might have been, it reflected in your real life experience too? I'm trying to think of exactly the relationship Kate has with her father. Because my dad is still alive. My mom died at 83. But I come from a close family. And my parents just became more precious to me as I got older. And they became friends. And Kate's father, they both had to deal with the loss of the mother. And they're still dealing with it in this book to a certain point. And I had to do that in real life. 
and I actually used the experience. When I was writing Lady in the Window, I changed the whole concept. And then I was writing it because I placed it in Kauai because of the feelings I had when I was there. But then I also learned my mother was sick. She was diagnosed and died within six weeks. So I put it in the book. I mean, that came from my mom. It was almost like a love letter to her. And Kate, in subsequent books, I had this, my fantasy is living all full time in Hawaii. (laughs) And I had this idea to have like, oh, I love the fact they have ohanas over there where they can have friends and family come stay or visit and maybe multifamilies on the property. So I thought I'm going to have her dad come live there when it's cold on the East Coast. And so I think that whole relationship. And then there's so many little pieces that you don't even think about that you do interject. And it was funny because when I watched movies about Jane Eyre and uh, Jane Austen's life, there's a movie out there. She put little things from her life in there, just little tidbits that work. And that's what you do when you're a writer. If it works and it fits with the storyline, it kind of gets in there. Well, are you working on anything new now? Is there anything in the making? Because I know a creative mind never goes to sleep. Yes. It's like uh, you're like. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. And I do like with cooking. That's also creative. And it's a fun outlet. You're away from the desk and you're standing up in the kitchen. So I am working on another cookbook. And I'm also working on a new novel. And I'm playing around with the name. But that's also going to be taking place in present day and in another century and another in Europe. And I have the mystery worked out. So I'm very excited to be working on that. But I have other books that I want to write, too. I feel like I'm probably going to be doing a book a year, at least. It's going to be big. Oh, that's good. You know why? Because I have a lot of stuff in there. I know. (laughs) Or stuff sparks me and I just want to do it. Marianne, use it. Live it fully. Do not sit on a couch waiting for something to happen for you or to you. If you've got all that talent and stuff in here, use it. And I think all of you out there listening and watching this today, never ever wake up and say, you don't know what to do with your life. You follow your passion. Yeah. For some people, it's teaching. For some people, it could be being a doctor, being in the healthcare profession. Everyone has their thing. So whatever you like to do, and nothing's right or wrong, really. It's like if you want to paint houses, go for it. And sometimes things change, and you don't always have a direct path like I didn't. I knew that I wanted to do something, but I had to learn a lot of things first and kind of go through the ropes. And things happen, maybe you get sidetracked a little. But I think if you have your goal, and being a writer, really, it's in your control. Because it's just you and the computer. It's just making a little time every day. If you do that, it's not so overwhelming. That's beautiful. So in terms of as we get to the closing of our time together, is there anything in your heart that you're realizing since the pandemic that you are ready to change? I'm ready to change being so always on the go, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's been different. Mm -hmm. Am I comfortable with it yet? Don't think so. A lot of my friends have said, Jen, as much as you think you want to go country, it ain't going to happen. I'm just trying to find my balance. But what about you? Is there anything that you've kind of been noticing that you're open to change? I, I also, before the pandemic, was doing many things. And because I have in my business and then in the writing and just a lot of meetings out of, out of the office and Going, going, going. And I think the pandemic has forced you to kind of do things in a different way. 
And that actually, if you don't fight it, it actually works very well and it gives you a little more time. But I think I've allowed myself to enjoy things when I'm really enjoying, like if I can sit down and watch a movie, if I read a book, I allow myself to do things that I might not have done before because you get ideas that way. And if I feel like something's not going to happen, it's okay. Don't let it happen that day. It can happen tomorrow. But if anything, and I know this may sound totally corny, but appreciate little things, flowers, coffee, tell people you love them, have people close to you. And through the Zoom, we have even done that more with friends and family. And I think it's important to keep it up and having that loving connection. And if something's not working or doesn't feel good, try to see if you can deal with it. If not, put it aside. Because we need to keep our spirits up and our energy up. There's so much to love about life and we have to love it, even if we can't always fly there or get there. There's so many things that you can love that it's right in front of you. And thank you so much. That was just perfect. Thanks for your shine, your glow, your spirit, your enthusiasm, your aloha. Thank your you. aloha spirit. And, you know, wishing you all the best on some more upcoming novels. I'm sure they're all going to help us to move our lives forward and just make us a lot more of a better version. I think that was it. I think what you shared was just that right moment and note for us to end on because we do need to recognize a lot in ourselves now and what better time to do it than now. Is there a best website that individuals can get a hold of you if they want to? Yes, you can just go to alohawriter.com or marianrspencer.com. I have a lot of different websites. I've got a million things, Simply Delicious Living. They all point to the same page. But I think alohawriter.com or marianrspencer.com. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, folks, I'm sure you took something from Marianne today. I'm going to actually start with the method that she gave us the blueprint for even writing a little bit. I mean, think about it. You can fantasize and create any story you want in your head. Even if you don't go and get it published, just think about the joy of putting on paper a story about your own journey. I think that will be a great gift that you could hand over to the kids. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio and The Next Normal. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And I suspect that when we wake up and mature, we'll realize that we're actually here to love each other the same. Take good care. All the very best. Stay safe.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.